Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. They may have thought they were going there for that reason, but there was a providential hand guiding them to an address, to a door, to a person whose heart was right to respond to God. And her name was Rahab. Think about where God found you. Think about when he knocked on your door. Think about when he reached into your life. Someone may have written you off. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and Do we often think we're in control of our decisions and actions? As Pastor Ed shares in his message, God has His hand in all of our interactions, even at times when we are unaware. As we trust God for our choices, He makes them perfect and complete. He can lead us toward others whose hearts are open and ready to work His will in big ways. It is our responsibility to keep the communication open and trust God to guide our path and footsteps. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. Building in Faith. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go, look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them, she said. Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, the men left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with that. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given this land to you, and that a great fear of you has fallen on us, so that all who live in the country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea. For when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to Shion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of Jordan, whom you completely destroyed, when we heard of it, our hearts melted. Everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Now then, 
Please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother and brothers and sisters and all who belong to them and that you will save us from death. Our lives for your lives, the men assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. So she let them down by a rope through the window, for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. Now she had said to them, go to the hills so that the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourself there three days until they return, and then go on your way. The men said to her, this oath you made us swear will not be binding on us unless we enter the land. You have tied this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you have brought your father and mother, your brothers and all your family into your house, if anyone goes outside your house into the street, his blood will be on his own head. We will not be responsible. As for anyone who is in the house with you, his blood will be on our head if a hand is laid on him. But if you tell what we are doing, we will be released from the oath you have made us swear. Agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. So she sent them away, and they departed, and she tied the scarlet cord in the window. When I began studying the biblical text, I started titling my sermon, Surprised by Grace. But the more I read it, the more I looked at the New Testament passages in Hebrews and in James, I said, really, it should be surprised by faith. You can find faith in the places you would least expect it. You can find people being prepared by the Spirit of God in places you would have never thought. Oswald Chambers said, It is never our merit God looks at, but our faith. If there is only one strand amongst the corruption within us, God will take hold of that one strand. God looks throughout the earth for faith in people's hearts. If you were to read chapter 1 and come to the conclusion of chapter 1, he's exhorting them, get ready, we're going to go, we're going to cross the Jordan, and we're going to go into the land. If you were to read chapter 3, the people are getting ready. They're getting ready to cross over to the land. They go over the Jordan, through the Jordan, and they cross. If you were to take chapter 2 out and take a few verses out of chapter 6, you wouldn't even know about the story of Rahab. It would flow perfectly from chapter 1 to chapter 3. Why did God impress Joshua to put at the very beginning of his book, the very beginning of the story of conquest of the land, the testimony of Rahab, a harlot, a woman of the night, a prostitute. Why in the world did God do that? Remember, they were going on a holy war. 
They were going to go into the land and wipe out the inhabitants of Canaan. The iniquity of the people was full. They were ripe for judgment. But God wanted his people to know something very important, that God always reaches down and responds to faith. He does surprising things with people who believe in him. He'll reach down into the deepest pit, into the darkest hole, into the most sinful heart, and change them. Faith surprises us. And people of faith are surprising in what God can do in and through them. At the very beginning of the book, this testimony is placed so that all of the Israelites would know that if a person turns to him with their hearts, God will turn towards them. Rahab's choice demonstrated her faith. Rahab's choice Choices demonstrated her faith. In James 2, verse 25, it says, Rahab the prostitute is another example of this. She was made right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. When faith in God grows, we begin to live out that faith. When faith begins to take root in our heart, it begins to determine our decisions. It shapes our lives, it molds our thinking, it directs our destiny. James told us that faith is seen in our actions. It's seen in what we do. And you watch Rahab. God had his eye on her. You meet seekers here. Everybody was seeking something. The spies were seeking information. Rahab was seeking something more than life had offered her. And God was seeking her. It was no mistake that those spies went to Rahab's house. Now perhaps they thought, this house is right on the wall. We could get a good view of all of the defenses and how the wall is engineered. We can strategically plan our tactics. We've been sent out on an information-gathering project. If we go to Rahab's house, the soldiers frequent there. All sorts of people come from outside the community and visit there. We won't be noticed. They may have thought they were going there for that reason, but there was a providential hand guiding them to an address, to a door, to a person, whose heart was right to respond to God. And her name was Rahab. Think about where God found you. Think about when he knocked on your door. Think about when he reached into your life. Someone may have written you off. But God, the God of heaven and earth, observes what's happening in the hearts of men and women. I want you to see that Rahab's choice to aid the people of God, demonstrated her faith. In verse 4 it says, But the woman had taken the two men and hid them. Now think about that. The king sent out his secret intelligence. 
and they knew there were spies in the land. She lied to the king's emissaries. Oh, what do you expect? She wasn't exposed to the high standard of Israel, the moral code of the nation of Israel. She lived with the riffraff. She was used to dealing in lies and trading in dishonesty. Takes a while for faith to transform a life. How many of you know that? But God was working on the inside. He was taking that one strand and expanding it, making it grow. And she was going to be changed by the power of God. But she made a choice. She made a choice to aid the people of God. Here's a strange thing in the land. People saying something like this. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. What they mean by that, many of them, is this. I don't go to church. I don't attend church. It's a strange comment. Because if God is working in your heart, you're going to be drawn to the community that he walks in the midst of. You're going to be a part of the fellowship that he is working in. Now, she begins to aid them, and it would cost her perhaps greatly. If she was found out, she might have lost her life. She might have lost everything she had. She would suffer the same fate that those spies would have suffered if they were caught. Serving God cost something. Serving God is not standing in the grandstands. It's not spectator sport. It's a participant. If you are a Christian, God has called you to bless the body of Christ, to share yourself with the body of Christ. Someone recently wrote in a book, uh, Clark Roof's book, Spiritual Marketplace. He wrote this about baby boomers. That's my generation. He said, American boomers want community on a strictly individual terms. They want a human closeness without feeling cramped or obligated. They want a personal God who doesn't ask much personally. They want mystery, but in a controlled, non-destructive way. They want a faith that is fulfilling, practical, earthly, tolerant, transcendent, fun, empowering, morally serious, without being morally demanding. A faith that restores wonder and deepens intimacy, and they want it not to cost too much or not to take up a lot of time. That describes the attitude of our culture. Rahab put her life on the line. Rahab's first thought was for her family. She was willing to pay the cost. Faith, if it's resident in your heart, will put you on a road that is costly. It will cause you to make choices that will surprise those around you, that will even surprise yourself. Rahab's choice to affiliate with the people of God, not only did she aid the people of God, but she affiliated with the people of God. When God begins stirring in your heart, you know what you do? You get closer and closer to the church. You do. And the opposite is true. 
The further you are from God, the further you are from his church. When God begins working in our hearts, we begin to treasure what he treasures. Jesus died for the church. Jesus purchased the church with his own precious blood. Jesus is coming back for a church. Where does that leave you if you're not in it? One Sunday, the pastor was greeting people in the foyer as they were leaving the service. And he grabbed one man and shook his hand and he said, you need to join the army of the Lord. The man replied, I'm already in the army of the Lord, pastor. The pastor questioned him, how come I don't see you except on Christmas and Easter? And with a totally straight face, this man whispered back, I'm in the secret service. God is looking for those who will affiliate with the church and let it be known. Rahab chose not only did she aid the servants, not only did she affiliate with them, but she affirmed them. Well, listen to her words. In verses 24 and 23, then the two men started back. They went down out of the hills forded the river and came to Joshua son of Nun and told him everything that happened to them. Verse 24, they said to Joshua, the Lord has surely given us the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear of us. All the people are melting in fear of us. Where did they hear that? That's what Rahab said. You know what Rahab said to them? She said, the Lord has given you the land. Doesn't that sound a little familiar? Remember chapter one? Again and again, God says, I've given you the land. I've given you the territory. I promised it. It's yours. Uh, she wasn't in on those conversations. Or was she? You know, it's an amazing thing. When faith begins to grow in the hearts of people, they become encouragers. They begin to speak prophetically into the lives of other people. Have you ever done that? Have you ever stood by the side of someone and pointed to them in the direction that God was directing them? That's what she did. She pointed them into the direction of the promised land. She said, God has given it to you. It's so beautiful to hear the voice of God speaking through a brother or sister encouraging you to go forward in your faith. Lenny said to me when he was a young Christian, just newly saved, he was at the altar and there was a sister praying beside him. And she was praying for the salvation of her family. And Lenny felt really impressed that God was going to answer that prayer and save that family. And he went back to his seat and he talked to a spiritual leader in the church, a mentor to him, and he said, you know, I really feel that. Should I, that spiritual leader said, well, go tell her. Go tell her. And so he went up and he said, sister, I really feel that God's gonna save your family and is gonna answer that prayer that you're praying. And you just stand on his word. And she began to cry. She was so excited. That lifted her up. She eventually became a pastor's wife. And they became good friends. And every couple of years, she'd see Lenny. 
And she'd say, Lenny, guess what? Another one is saved. Another one came to Christ. Those words at that altar echoed in her heart all through those years. And just two years ago, she came and she said, Lenny, the last one is saved. My uncle received the Lord. See, when faith resides in our hearts, we become a type of people who aid others. Think of what Rahab did. She housed them. She hid them. She helped them. And when faith resides in your life, you become an incredible blessing to the church of the living God. And your words are encouraging. You sort of set people on their feet. Ah, surprise people by faith. Faith does incredible things in the hearts of those who dare to believe God. It was Raymond Edmund who said, Faith makes the uplook good, the outlook bright, and the inlook favorable, and the future glorious. Let me read that again. I like that. Faith makes the uplook good, the outlook bright, the inlook favorable, and the future glorious. Faith has the power to help you make the right choices. Secondly, Rahab's convictions describe her faith. Her choices were really a reflection of her faith. And now her convictions. In Hebrews 11.31 it reads, By faith the prostitute Rahab, because she had welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Take that word disobedient. What were they disobedient about? Well, God was using the nation of Israel to teach all nations. God had chosen Israel to be his witness. In fact, in the book of Isaiah, he says that. In Isaiah 43, 12, it says this, I have revealed and saved and proclaimed, I and not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. God intended Israel to be a witness to all of the Gentile nations. They were to watch Israel. And by Israel's life, others would come to believe in the one and true living God. There that woman was. She was a Canaanite, a resident of Jericho. She heard what the king heard, what the people heard of the land. She heard about the Red Sea being opened. She mentioned about King Og being destroyed in the battle. She heard about all that God was doing for Israel. And so did everybody else. But there was a difference. Her hearing was mixed with faith. She heard the word with faith. And something happened in Rahab's heart. She began to be a person of conviction. She began to become a person who held views about God. In 2.11, Rahab, confession of faith in the Lord Jehovah. She makes a wonderful confession of faith. In 2.11, it says this, For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Her theology was not profound. It was simple. It was according to the light that she had. But let me tell you something. Her faith for the little light she had was far greater than many in Israel. It reminds me of Jesus when he was surprised by the faith of a Roman centurion who had greater faith than those in Israel. Here Rahab was a harlot, a prostitute, a woman of the night. 
hearing the stories. There the Israelites were living the stories, seeing the Red Sea open, seeing God deliver them, and they failed to believe earlier. We want to encourage you to share this message with your friends and family. We know that God's Word never returns void. We've made it really simple. Visit buildinginfaithradio.com and click on today's date. Then you can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed, or even download a copy to share. Again, that's all available at buildinginfaithradio.com. To learn more about Building in Faith, or to get a free copy of today's teaching, simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. That's buildinginfaithradio.com. Although Building in Faith is a huge blessing, we pray that it's not your only source for the teaching of the Word of God. It is our hope that you're attending a church that teaches God's Word from beginning to end. If not, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for Worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For service times, driving directions, and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. Please join us next time as Pastor Ed continues teaching verse by verse through the book of Joshua, right here on Building in Faith. Your word restores.